the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And you can get uh, royalty-free music, which, of course, I have to do because I can't afford to uh, pay the uh, ASCII, ASCAP. Is it ASCAP? ASCAP, BMI, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, and, and, you know, they're expensive. And if you don't, the Facebook police come and shut you down. They will. And, and you know, they'll be knocking at your door. The FBI will be there, and they'll want your secret documents on what <laughs> music you're using. <laughs> and, and, and Trump's all upset. You know, I, I can't blame the guy. I mean, come on. We, we've got a Fourth Amendment. And you know what it says, don't you? Uh, about unreasonable search, you mean? Yeah, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, papers, and effects against unreasonable search and seizure should not be violated. And no warrant shall be issued, but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the person or things to be searched. Now, let me tell you, I read this affidavit, and it's from an FBI agent or somebody that's a contractor for the FBI who claims to have intimate knowledge as well as secondhand knowledge. And I can't imagine that uh, they let uh, FBI agents come into Mar-a-Lago to hang out with the president, but I don't know. Maybe they did. Uh, but uh, you know, people are saying, well, is it right for him to have classified documents at home? Well, I mean, the presidents have been doing that since the beginning of, of, of the republic. You know, even Washington took documents home. They all take that stuff home. They pro- I doubt he even knows what the hell's there, Ken. I'm sure that's all just brought by his agents and his representatives and his aides and all that because, I mean— what the heck is a president going to be, do, be doing carrying boxes of material out of the White House? He's not going to do that. He's not going to even pick up his own luggage, for God's sakes. I doubt if he's carried a box in many, many years. I, I doubt <laughs> if he knows what a box looks like. <laughs> no, you know how hectic moving days are. I moved myself a couple times. So it, it's crazy. It's crazy. Speaking of you... You're taking out time in my office and on the streets. How's how's that? You know how I've been trying to get you to quit smoking on air? Yeah. All of Tampa Bay is concerned about you, Ken. Everybody's <laughs> stopping me and talking to me and saying, how are you going to get Ken to quit smoking? <laughs> I beat him. I don't know what to do. Well, you know what? I, I got some news on the smoking front, as a matter of fact. Just occurred yesterday. What's up? I realized that yesterday was the first day in a... In, a long time. I can't remember the last time that I smoked just one pack of cigarettes. Well, that's. A good I wasn't thing. trying. It just naturally occurred. Maybe you'll just kind of wean off naturally. That's what I'm hoping for. My I'm system is my hope. My system is shutting down. I hope so too, because we don't want to lose you. You're too important to the show and to the community, and and your wife didn't say much, but everybody else was concerned. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and the doc, we didn't mention this last week, I don't think, but the doc's got my blood pressure down from like 150 to 130 or something like that. So, Isn't he wonderful? And good looking. Oh, absolutely. Of you who are watching me live streaming, I am Dr. Bill, and we are here for you. 
And uh, we are streaming on, on Facebook, YouTube, my website, drbillradiomd.com. I think we're on Twitch and Twitter. I don't know what all. I just pump it out there. And uh, at any rate, it, it looks pretty good, Ken. I'm, I'm getting some good feedback on this. That's so, what the distance you can travel on the Internet, you know. It, it's oh, yeah. Limitless. Yeah. I mean, look at Joe Rogan. My God, he went from a nobody to a superstar just doing a podcast. There you go. Maybe we ought to think about that. Do the podcast? Yeah. Where you, can, where you can say absolutely anything you want. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Oh, oh, my God. No, you don't want to let me loose. <laughs> oh, you really don't want to let me in a situation like that either, probably. Uh, it wouldn't be good at all. <laughs> so the latest on the COVID news front here, guys. Um, now, the uh, the Paxlovid, you know, that's the antiviral agent. It's It's got two different uh, antivirals in it. One is the nermatrovir and the ritonavir. And the nermatrovir is the one that is active against the, the uh, COVID uh, spike protein. And that's what allows it to, uh, or against, I'm sorry, against the RNA. And that's what allows it to stop the reproduction of the virus. Now, the latest research shows that uh, it reduces the risk of COVID death by 79% in older patients. So this is a good drug. And by the way, I had two calls on Friday. Um, she closes the office during the summer on Friday because we're not that busy. And she likes to sit and read and eat and do whatever women do in their spare time. But at any rate, so we're closed. But I still got two two calls on uh, people with COVID who needed uh, treatment. And so we sent them in the Paxlovid. And uh, I think it's really a great drug. I told you I took it, Ken. It worked for me. Um, so I want everybody to know that you cannot listen to all the nonsense on the news and uh, people saying, well, you, you know, you have a rebound, uh, it's only 10% and we don't even know all the data or all the, all the confounders involved in that. Cause I mean, it could be that the people didn't take the medicine correctly. It could be that they had a secondary infection, could be the, uh, post COVID autoimmune response, which by the way, I treat with a short burst of, uh, prednisone, cortisone. You can use dexamethasone. You can use any number of the uh, corticosteroids, but uh, that seems to cut down on that too. Yeah, but 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 it says you're not supposed to use prednisone with the Paxlovid. Come on, people, this is nonsense. You can't listen to everything the FDA and the CDC says because they're there to uh, be a, a, a warning, a watchdog. They're not there to practice medicine. You come to me if you need to know what works and what doesn't, because I'm the guy in the field who's doing it. I'm the, I'm the general who's in charge of uh, marshalling the troops and sending people here and there and getting things done. I mean, that's why you have doctors. You don't, you don't go to the CDC or the FDA for medical treatment. Not that I know of, Ken. Well, it's interesting. Uh, if you look at it, if, you, if somebody, a doctor gives you a prescription for something, and I, I'm guilty of this myself, I've, you look it up on the Internet. Okay, see what it is. What's it for? You'll find it's for maybe 16 or 17 different applications. Yeah, and and you'll find uh, 27 uh, potential complications and 54 interactions with other drugs. And uh, but it takes a doctor to know what you can and cannot mix together. So you gotta you gotta trust your doctor. That's all. There, that's all there is to it. Or go get a degree yourself. You know. 
and, and you may find doctors that are, are not that knowledgeable and that you cannot trust, and it may be a matter of trial and error, but most doctors are fairly fairly uh, competent and capable of making uh, decisions that are in the best interest of your health, I think. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Two places I like to see a lot of gray hair, uh, my doctor and my pilot. Well, as long as the pilot's not dead, it's fine with well, me. Well, no, I don't, I don't want him that gray. <laughs> Do you know that commercial airline pilots have one of the highest death rates? Did you know that? It's such a small community that when a plane goes down, and you got to remember, not only do they fly big commercial airliners, but they also fly small commercial uh, jets and fly people around. And, uh, you know, the, the hoi polloi don't, don't get to ride in those planes. That's for the, uh, the uppity-ups. But, uh, you know, those planes go down not infrequently. Uh, they have, how, they, but it has one of the highest death rates, really. It does. It's more dangerous to be a commercial airline pilot than it is to be a cop. No. Yes, absolutely. Because you think of the millions and millions of policemen in the United States and the number of deaths per year. I think since the records were started, were began being kept in 1795, there's like 35 or 40,000 policemen killed in the United States over the past two centuries. And but but you got to think of all the numbers of people, the huge numbers of people that have been cops or been in the in the uh, in the policing business. And, but you think about the number of pilots there are commercial pilots. That's a pretty small community, Ken. Compared to police, absolutely yes. That's a pretty small community. And you know what else is dangerous is uh, commercial logging, commercial fishing. Those are more dangerous than being a cop. Well, anything with the sea can be dangerous. I understand that. And logging, there, yeah, <laughs> some dangerous equipment moving around fast. Yeah, yeah you know, and uh, all you need is, is one uh, one tree trunk to bump you on the head a little bit, and you're dead meat. Yeah. And they're often working on steep hillsides, so down you go. Yeah, having somebody drop a tree trunk on you would definitely be, uh, you know, ruin your day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, or dropping an airplane on the ground while you're in it. That's not good either. That's why I went to radio. We have a very low death rate here. (laughs) Usually natural causes, you know, when you're in your 70s. (laughs) You're making me laugh. The dangerous part of my day, you know, yeah, the most dangerous part of my day is just driving here, you know. Yeah, and and if you're smoking, it could be a distraction. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's another reason to quit. (laughs) Okay, I'll put it on the list, Doc. All right, so uh, a little bit more on the COVID, and then I'll move on to something else. The bivalent booster will be available this fall. The bivalent booster, bi means two, uh, two different things that will it will uh, stimulate your immune system to fight. One is the spike protein on the alpha and the delta COVID, which were the killers that we all were worried about a year or two ago, and now we've got the Omicron and the VA two which are causing uh, upper respiratory tract infections and a few deaths, uh, very few, but there are still some deaths and hospitalizations, especially in the elderly. Now, this new vaccine is going to have uh, the uh, immunization against the Omicron and the BA2, Ken. So if you were thinking about getting a third or a fourth dose, you might want to wait a month or two until this comes out. Uh, uh, Moderna and Pfizer are both going to have this available. 
And I want to remind everybody once again, it doesn't matter whether you get Moderna or Pfizer. They are the exact same thing. They're just in different wrappers. And people come in and say, well, I got the Moderna. I want to stick with the Moderna. It doesn't matter. I had the Pfizer. I want the Pfizer. In fact, Ken, don't tell anybody I told you this, but we're just telling people, oh, yeah, this is a Pfizer. And we'll give them the Moderna. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> hey, the they, they, they go home happy. So what's the heck? And, you know, they said, well, Dr. Fauci said that if you took the Pfizer, you should stick with the Pfizer. You know why? Because Moderna would take over the market if he didn't say that. <laughs> and Pfizer is paying big money for research at the CDC. So you got to remember, this is more than just uh, medicine. And by the way, Fauci hadn't seen a sick patient uh, probably in 40 years. <laughs> so I don't know who the hell he is. Right? Hey, he's always quitting. consider your source. You know, he's he's quitting. He's retired. I know he is. Yeah. At the end of the year, I guess. And I think he's finally admitting that uh, he might have made a few mistakes. But, you know, come on, I don't fault the guy for making a mistake. I mean, this was a whole new thing. But he deliberately deceived the country in a number of, on a number of facts. And, uh, and you know, I understand why he did it. Uh, some of it was motivated by uh, public health concerns. But some of it was political, Ken. It was just out-and-out out political, like uh, going to Congress and saying that the research showed that the— uh, that the uh, uh, the anti-malarial drug uh, Plaquenil didn't do anything to prevent the COVID virus. By the way, I was on that for a year and a half, and uh, I didn't get COVID until after I had four vaccinations. What's <laughs> 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 up? So, can I ask? You, I'm going to ask you a question, real quick. We call this a vaccine, but isn't a vaccine supposed to eliminate? the possibility of you getting the disease again, like the mumps or not, or the, uh, or polio. That's a vaccine. Shouldn't this be more referred to as a treatment now? Well, this is, there's different, uh, different types of vaccines and different types of, uh, bugs that, uh, come around and you got to look at the flu as a classic that we have to get another flu vaccine every year because it morphs, it changes. And you might have an A strain or a B strain. You may have the swine flu coming back around, or you may have the bird flu. And so we have to guess at, at what this will be. And the immunity to this may not last that long. Now, we know that if you grew up in the 50s, you were probably exposed to the swine flu. And you may have even had the swine flu, a mild case, because even though we see it's symptomatic uh, 2 or 3% of the population, we probably have about 80% of the population that's infected to some degree, Ken, but they don't know they're sick or they're just a little sick. Mm -hmm. So it depends on the bug and it depends on, on uh, your immune system and your age. And uh, some bugs, they morph. And some vaccinations uh, don't impart permanent immunity. You have to get a booster. Typhoid was a, a, a classic example when I was a kid. You know, our parents taught us to swim when we were toddlers. And, you know, when we were kids, uh, 8 to 10, 12, we were jumping in the Ohio River, which at that time did not have the uh, the sewer and the uh, storm sewers and the sanitary sewers separated. So they were dumping. <laughs> and, you know, we just jumped in. We, we didn't care. I mean, it was so diluted anyway, but there was that possibility of getting salmonella typhus, which is a bacterial infection, typhoid fever, typhoid Mary. And uh, so every summer before we jumped in the river, they'd give us a, a vaccine. It was under the skin, and I remember getting it in my left arm. 
forearm right under the skin. I remember that distinctly. So it depends. Now, some things you'll carry uh, lifelong immunity to, like the polio vaccination after you get your three doses or whatever it is. You'll, most of us will carry a lifelong immunity to that. But that's not true with every bug, and it's not true with every virus or every bacteria. So it depends. It depends on the on the on the uh, uh, the 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 bug that you're trying to prevent and the agents that you're using to prevent it. And remember, there's also uh, auto. There are also antibodies that we use, and we used to call those vaccines, like with hepatitis A. Now we've got a. a, a vaccine that's specifically for hepatitis A, but in the old days before we had developed that, we took hyperimmune globulin, which was the uh, the plasma from people who had had hepatitis A recovered, and they had a lot of antibodies in their blood, and we'd, we'd supercharge that. And so if you were going back in the 60s to Korea when hepatitis A was still a big deal, you got whacked in the arm with, uh, with some, some people's uh, gamma globulins that had a lot of hepatitis A uh, antibodies in it, and that would protect you for 30, 60, 90 days, whatever it was. I don't remember exactly. So there's passive immunization. There's active immunization. There's all kinds of levels of, of immunization, and you can't really characterize it and say, well, if I got this vaccine, shouldn't I be immune for life? Not necessarily. Okay. So I think a lot of people are confused by that because they know vaccines and, okay, lifetime protection. Well, now we're calling this a vaccine, and it keeps coming back at us from different directions. So there, the vaccine is the correct term. It's just there are different bugs that different react bugs. to them differently. Different types of vaccines. There's uh, live attenuated vaccines where we take, uh, like the oral polio vaccine, uh, what Dr. Sabin did is he passed that through monkeys. Uh, uh, I believe it was monkeys. And uh, each time it went from one generation to another, it got weaker and weaker. And so finally, it was weak enough that it would not cause, uh, uh, in 99.999% of the population, it would not cause a polio uh, uh, disease, but it would impart immunity. And it was a live, weakened, attenuated means weakened, uh, vaccine. And now we have killed vaccines. And by the way, the Chinese, the Sinovax, was an inactivated uh, COVID-19 virus that they uh, turned into a vaccine. Not as effective as the mRNA vaccines that uh, Moderna and Pfizer pumped out. So there's different types of vaccines, different ways of making it. Uh, there's active, there's passive. There, it, it's a really complex uh, field of uh, pharmacology and medicine. It's pretty interesting, too. I really enjoyed that when I was in school. So now we got to worry about the flu shots. Don't we? Should we get a flu shot in this time of year? You start getting your flu shot? I got one, uh, I think Friday, the girls grabbed me and they wanted to give it to me before lunch. And I said, no, I'm going to lunch. And they said, oh, you're a chicken. I said, no, I'm not. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hangry. <laughs> and so uh, I went and got lunch. And then I was back in the front office after lunch working on the computer. And somebody snuck up and whacked me in the arm with the flu vaccine. <laughs> but that's OK. You know, I walk down the hallway and I get stuck with things. I don't know what I'm getting. <laughs> Apparently, I'm immune to almost everything on the earth. So you're recommending the flu vaccine? Absolutely. The flu, you know, the flu is, uh, percentage-wise, it's deadlier than the COVID. Did you know that? We see more deaths percentage-wise. We just don't see as many cases of the flu. So let's say 100,000 people get the flu, and uh, 
you know, 5,000 of them die. In some years, it's even more than that. And 100,000 people get the uh, the COVID and 500 of them die. But the problem is, it's not that that it's a less, lesser percentage of people dying from the COVID. It's that you have such a huge proportion of the worldwide population that contracted the COVID and it is so infectious. It's so easy to spread. I love it. Boy, it kept me alive the past couple of years. <laughs> By the way, we got the vaccine, Ken. Of course. And uh, we we do want you to remember that and think of us when you're worrying about, should I get a vaccine or not? Yeah, you should. You should. And uh, if you're sick, I want you to also think about giving us a call or at 727-384-6411. I'll get my head out of the way here so you can see it on the screen if you're watching this streaming. And we've got the vaccine, we've got the test, we got the rapid test for the antigen, and we've also got the RNA test. If you're, although a lot of the cruise lines now are dropping that, but you never know, it might come back. And you've got the telemedicine too, if you're too weak to get yeah. there. Yeah, we got telemedicine, and, and I had a Canadian call me on Friday, like I said, and she, she said, I'm sick. I tested positive for COVID yesterday, and uh, my doctor says that there's this thing called Paxlovid, which older people in Canada can get. You know, they don't give it to just anybody up there. Uh, boy, that's a really, I mean, you want to see what socialism is like? Go to Canada. Whew. Gun control out the wazoo. Uh, who can get what treatment? And, you know, people say, oh, the Canadian healthcare system is wonderful. Yeah, right. You can't even get Paxlovid if you're not 100,000 years old and, and have 17 different diseases. So what's the purpose of it? Well, you know why they do that, Ken? Why they don't give it out? I don't know. The government doesn't want to pay for it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's expensive. And, you know, I mean, they got to keep all that money for the bureaucrats. <laughs> Speaking Unfortunately, of true. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of bureaucrats, did you see uh, where Governor DeSantis uh, canned several uh, the school board members over in Broward County? I what was that? What was that for? I haven't read it. I haven't looked into that much. Um, what, what was the reason? Well, you remember the Marjorie Stoneman, uh, the mass murder over there yes, a few years ago at the school, and uh, the safety protocols were all off, and they didn't have lockdown and all that. Well, the, the state uh, set up a grand jury, I guess, at, at the uh, attorney general's request here in Florida, and uh, they started looking into what the school board was up to. Well, guess what? Not only has the school board ignored the uh, safety precautions that were supposed to have been put in place over the past few years. I think that the Stoneman school mass murder was, what, five years ago, four years ago? Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. And... Ken, they have not done anything yet. And in fact, uh, they haven't even uh, uh, abated some of the uh, mold and and stuff in these schools. And uh, so they got these public schools and they've got millions of dollars. And and they've also been uh, accused of uh, of uh, what do you call it when you steal federal money embezzlement. uh, Some of these uh, school board officials. I mean, this is just criminal, really. And uh, I said this years ago. I said they got to go. I don't know if you remember that. I don't know if you were on the show with me back then. Um, I don't think so. At any rate, at that time, I said Sheriff Israel is uh, he has got to go. He is a no good skunk. And one of the first things DeSantis did when he became governor was to get rid of the sheriff over there. He canned him. 
because he was the one that was overseeing all of this. And they had had two mass shootings on his watch. One was at the Fort Lauderdale Airport a few years before that. I think four or five people were killed by some wacko. And then they had the Marjorie Stoneman uh, school killings. So, I, you know, I, I tell you what, you can say what you want about DeSantis, but this guy is a good guy. And he's looking out for us, and I appreciate him going after these no-good nicks. And I think the uh, Broward School County and the Broward, and, and generally the Broward uh, governmental system needs a good kick in the you-know-what. Well, you know, I just, uh, I think he's going to win his um, race by a landslide, but I'm afraid he's going to leave us in the long run if he starts running for president. Oh, we'll find somebody else. Well, Okay. <laughs> Maybe you can run if you quit. Smoking. Oh, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not you? I just like to keep Ron right where he is. That's all. Of course, so, if, uh, yeah. if the former president decides to run again, I don't think Ron would run. So. No, I don't think anybody's going to challenge him if he decides to. And uh, you know, if he if his health holds up and his mouth is <laughs> tempered, he he could win again. Oh, certainly, know? he could. I mean, I I think that. The Democrats have handed him a golden opportunity by raiding his house. And uh, it, it just is amazing to me how stupid these people are. But Yeah, they just increase his popularity when they do that. Oh, yeah, and divide the country further yeah. and push us closer to a civil war. Now, I'm not going to go to a civil war over uh, Trump, but over infringement on the Fourth Amendment. Yeah, that's worth going. To. I mean, that's why we broke away from from England. Was that's exactly, yeah. You know, come on. I mean, wake up, people. High taxes, uh, uh, government stepping on our toes, coming into our homes, seizing our property without a just cause or rhyme or reason. I mean, that's exactly what we went to war with uh, Great Britain over, and that's why we broke away. So, if you think we can't have a civil war, just keep watching. Oh, it can definitely happen again. Yeah, it absolutely can happen right. Again. And the more you, the more you bend the the Constitution, which is what everybody fought for back then and continues to fight for. Well, not everybody. Half the country does. Half doesn't. Half the country would like to get rid of the Constitution and implement a social, social, socio-fascist state, as I call it. And, it does uh, tend to get in the way once in a while, doesn't it, for them? Yeah, it does. They can't do what they want, and. Uh, I saw that uh, there was a, a woman from China who had defected 30 or something years ago, and she was interviewed on Fox News, and she was warning people. She said, if you think that socialism is benign, you should just uh, come with me back to China and see how that worked there. You know, it was uh, touted as something that was going to equalize everything and, and give everybody the same opportunity and blah, 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 blah. And, of course, uh, socialism as as uh, uh, Karl Marx said, is is just the stepping stone to communism. And so what is communism? Well, people say, you right-wingers are fascists. Well, they don't know what a fascist is. A fascist is a one-party. It's a, uh, a political system where you have one party with a strong man atop. You can vote, uh, and uh, but the state has absolute control. However, they do allow private enterprise, Ken, but the private enterprise, they want. <laughs> so, if they want all electric cars, guess what? That's, yeah, that's what right. You know, and you don't have a say in it. It's it's uh, your, quote, quote, elected officials. Now, you may be able to elect your local 
communist representative, but he's still a communist or she's still a communist, and they're still going to go to one party system and have a one party parliament and have a one prime minister or premier or president who is an absolute uh, dictator, so to speak. And that's what that's what fascism is. Well, that's communism is the same thing, except under communism, the state owns everything. The state sets up all the businesses. So now we see China morphing more into a fascist state. But uh, th this is the reality here. And if people don't wake up. They're going to lose a lot. And and people don't know. You know, the younger people won't know what they've lost. They won't know, Ken. That's true. Yeah. They will not know. And uh, all of a sudden, and, and what you see uh, now coming across the southern border from places like Venezuela and Cuba are middle-aged people. Middle-aged people are coming across. I mean, you see a lot of young guys are coming here because they want money. They want to work. They don't care about the political system or freedom, per se, because they're going to do what they want anyway. I mean, not like there's a lot of law <clears throat> in Central and South American countries anyway, but but, you know, you see this and you have to scratch your head and say to yourself, why are all these people coming here if socialism is such a wonderful thing? <laughs> it, it makes no sense, Ken. What are my sisters thinking? What are they thinking? They're not. They're just emoting. It's just emotions. It's not fair. It's not fair that Billy has, you know, a new electric car and I don't. I should have one, too. We'll go out and get a job and you know, <laughs> go down to the dealership and buy one. That's right. Yeah, go buy one. Save your money and go buy one. Work seven days a week, uh, 12 hours a day for 45 years. Absolutely I mean, right. I may be exaggerating a little bit there, Ken, but, you know, you got to. Oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you this. The new group that, that bought the building, uh, they had a steam cleaner come in and they steam vacuumed the carpets and the tile in the front office. Oh, my God. I did not realize how much dirt had accumulated. <laughs> well, when's the last time you had that done, Doc? Oh, man, it has been so long. And, you know, you, you, you get busy and you don't really notice day-to-day uh, -day the, the little declines. And uh, and the patients don't notice it either. It still looked good. but boy, place looked still... fine when I was there. So Yeah, it, it looks even better now, Ken. And, uh, by the way, uh, you got a question for me today? Do oh, you look at anything? the time. Look at the time. Yeah, we have to take a break here in a second here. Let me... Uh... Get you a question. Of course, the question is today, as always, we'll get you a uh, two, get you two, Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. If you, can yep. answer, if you can answer this question correctly and be the first caller, that is key. You must be the first caller. The number to call is 877-969-8600. Now, question today. It's always something we talked about in the first half of the show, so if you're paying attention, you should have this. Simple true or false. The regular flu has a higher death rate than COVID-19 had. True or false? Give us a call. First one with the correct answer. Wins those two. Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. The regular flu has a higher death rate than COVID-19. So good luck to you. Doc, get yourself some coffee. I'll meet you back here. We'll be right back, buddy. Love you. See you in a couple of minutes, buddy. from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. So what's on your mind? 
Correspondent Ken Lormand has some of the findings from this past week's nationwide opinion survey by Rasmussen Reports. President Biden ended the polling week with a daily job approval of 44 percent. Most voters still believe fake news is a serious problem and don't trust the political news they get from the media. And as California prepares for a referendum on abortion rights this November, most voters in the state, including many who consider themselves pro-choice, oppose late-term abortion. That's Ken Lorman reporting. Ukrainian officials say that Russian rocket and artillery strikes have hit areas across the Dnieper River from Europe's largest nuclear power plant, as fears persist that fighting in the vicinity could damage the plant and cause a radiation leak. Russian forces took control of the Zaporozhia nuclear power plant soon after the war began and hold it. AM 860, The Answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com on 100.3 FM. W229DJ Dunedin. By downloading The Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical. Located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare Clinic, offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. Help us support our Bundles of Hope campaign. Call 800-280-8108. We'll have a mix of clouds and sunshine today with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm this afternoon with a high of 90. Thunderstorm this evening, otherwise mostly cloudy tonight, low 77. Then sunshine mixing with some clouds tomorrow with a thunderstorm in the afternoon and a high of 88. A couple of thunderstorms Tuesday afternoon as well. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Holly Holder and for AM860, The Answer. Eternal sunshine breaks. Advice of golden age Destruct to counterweight I wish that you would stay I'm back. Dr. Bill got Ken by my side, and we're doing a radio show and a streaming podcast, and God knows what else we're doing, Ken. We're causing trouble. 
all over Tampa Bay. <laughs> we try at least for an hour every Sunday. Yeah, and you know, I'm surprised uh, how many people are listening to this thing. And I told you last week about one of the women from the new group that came in and wanted her picture with me giving her a mug so she could give it to her neighbor who listens to the show. <laughs> I loved it. It's like, wow, I'm, I'm See? somebody. You're going to have your you're gonna have your name on the Hollywood Walk of Fame before you know it, Doc. I'm telling you. and I'm, I don't know which hand I should put down first, left or right. Um, oh, go with the right, Doc. Stay on the right. Okay, all right. We'll go with the right hand because I'm on the right. <laughs> you, you don't want to go left, no. So uh, at any rate, uh, you know, I've been thinking about the difference in brains and the limbic system and women and men and why, how and why we're different and you know, a lot of uh, a lot of this quote quote uh, religious belief that's tied to our emotions. Did you know that, Ken? No, no, I didn't tell you the truth. Yeah, the limbic system is that part of the brain that's uh, underneath your cerebrum. Your cerebrum is that the big frontal and parietal and occipital lobes. So that's the conscious part of the brain. You know, you you do your thinking and your coordination and your goal orientation. The limbic system is beneath that, and it has. Uh, emotions and memory and uh, uh, learning and uh, a lot of uh, uh, what we call vegetative functions, uh, hunger, thirst, the sex drive, uh, all the things that we think of as as normal human daily functions. And, and you know, advertisers are hip to this too, my friend. Uh, they know are that. Are they playing with our minds, are they? Well, th- they're just appealing to our basic uh, nature, which is and I've got a, a slide I've, I've, I've put up for everybody who's watching the streaming. And in one day, uh, this advertiser found that there were 1,855 ads for food and beverage, 1,000 for health aids and hygiene, and then it quickly drops off after that. So you tell me what's important to people. Well, I know. All, all my wife has to do is see the commercial, and she'll want it as far as food is concerned. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, that and, and women have a bigger limbic system than we do, so they can process emotions. And uh, and, and, and integral with that is uh, memory and integral with that is, is smell, Ken. Our olfactory uh, sense is the one that, that is so intimately involved with memory. And, uh, you know, it's like, uh, what do you remember when you go to grandma's house? Well, the first thing, and it's subliminal, is the odor. Yep. You, you smell the cooking if it's Thanksgiving, and you know you you uh, associate good feelings with that, and so you get excited. And, and I mean, it's not a conscious uh, phenomena; it's a subconscious phenomena. At any rate, so uh, wasn't well, didn't, the, didn't the movie theaters used to blow like the smell of popcorn into the theater? Oh, did they? I oh, think they probably, used. To, I think that became illegal. Popcorn. <laughs> I think it became illegal no. after a while. Yeah, I'm sure it was. You know, they're not supposed to be doing that kind of stuff. No, but again, appealing to all those all those senses that bring you out, spend a couple dollars. Yep, and I tell you what, the male and the female brain are different in a number of ways. Um, and I'm going to outline some of them. Let me get this slide up for everybody out there, and who's watching the stream. So we've got the female brain, and uh, one lobe has to do with fantasy. Another has to do uh, with maternal urges and weddings. There's a whole part of the brain that's devoted to chocolate, um, musicals, <laughs> and sitcoms. The gossip lobe is uh, significant. And the shopping lobe, of course, is at the very top. And then bad hair day is right in front of the shopping. 
Now, for the guys, it's just the opposite. Uh, lame excuses gland is in the front. <laughs> Getting lost and not admitting it is also important. Job stuff. Where's the TV remote control lobe? <laughs> the beer lobe. Don't forget the beer lobe. The deer the lobe? The beer, yeah, B-E-E-R. Beer. Oh, the beer. Heine- oh, beer lobe. Beer. Okay. Yeah. The Heineken lobe. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the biggest lobe, which is in the center of everything, of course, is the sex lobe. For, for guys, and uh, and then there's a power tool or power tool lobe, and a ball sports lobe, and then somewhere in there there's a, a personal, uh, I can't even read it at any rate, and then there's movies with explosions and babes. That's that's in the that's in the very primitive part of the brain. Yeah, but you know that Michelob, that's the one that's got the most part. I, well, in my brain, I think as you age, it, you know, it shifts. You go from from sex, the sex lobe shrinks and the Michelob lobe gets bigger. <laughs> but th- that's just a theory on my part. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to do some clinical research on that later on tonight. We'll get a study going, yeah. I'll, I'll let you know how it turns out. I'll let you know whether sex I'll bring be- the case. See when we'll work on that together. <laughs> but our brains really are different. Did you know that men's brains are 10 to 20% bigger than women's? I didn't know that. Yeah, by volume, and uh, so, but some parts of our brain are bigger than others, uh, the, and women have uh, parts that are bigger than ours. Uh, so they're and the way they they think and uh, 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 logically analyze things is not only through through logic and 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 what I think of as right reason, but also into intuition. They got a lot of intuition in it. And, of course, we know that they're better equipped to handle emotions and uh, nurturing and all that. So, And, and they do have a, a better memory, uh, especially if you <laughs> say something your wife doesn't like. Oh, I know that, yeah. They... <laughs> that, that'll be there forever. Yeah. <laughs> so the best thing is just, just, just to nod yes and not say anything. Just say yes, dear, and move on, right. Yeah, but then you get the... Uh, now, if you look at them in the eye when they're talking to you, Ken, then they will think that you are listening, even though you're actually thinking about beer and football. <laughs> <laughs> but that's important. But now, if you don't look at them and nod your head and say, mm-hmm, they say, you don't talk to me. You don't listen to me. Well, I mean, you know, if you look at them and nod your head and, and grunt and make noises, they think you're talking to them when actually they're doing all the talking. But that's okay. You know, that. That's that's what they do. And I don't know. Somebody told me that guys say about 7,000 words in a day and women 21,000. I don't know. If Holy that's moly. I don't know if that's true or not, but I know in my in the case of my wife, it, uh, it it's probably 42,000. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of research going on into the difference between men and women's brains and how we think and, and work and function. And viva la difference, my Absolutely. friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got a winner, Doc. Would you like a an update on your question here today? Absolutely. Let's hear it. We have um, two, Doctor Bill, your Radio MD mugs for Ebel Martin. Ebel Say Martin. Ebel. He says spelled here E B E L. Yeah, that's a that's a cool name. It is from yeah. Pen- from Pinellas Park. And Ebel. Ebel knew the uh, correct answer to today's question. The question was. Does the flu have a higher or lower 
that's oh, no, that's, I, that's not correct. Let's ask it a different way here. Which the, the flu the flu's death rate is higher than COVID nineteen's death rate? That was the uh, question today, and uh, was a simple true or false. Was it true, Doc? Uh, the flu actually has a higher death rate than the COVID. Yeah. That's right. So congratulations, Evil, and uh, we'll be setting those. Um, well, Doc will be sending out those to Doctor Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. In just a matter of days, thanks to everybody who tried to win. We have a number of callers today. And Evil, thanks for listening. We appreciate you, buddy, and we appreciate everybody out there. I love you guys. You know that. And I have a lot of fun doing this, and, and I'm, I'm glad, and I hope that you have some fun with us too. And learn a few things. Nothing wrong with learning a little bit. Speaking of learning, did you know that China, uh, I don't know, 30 years ago, they had maybe a million people graduate from college. I think it's up to over 10 million now. But you think about that, 10 million people in a country of, what, 1.2, 1.3 billion? What is that? Drop in less, a bucket. It's less than 1%. I thought their their uh, higher education rate was much higher. Now, of course, their grade school and high school, everybody has to go to school so everybody can read and write and all that. And uh, immunized, by the way, whether they like it or not. And boy, <laughs> there's a big debate going on over this. Uh, COVID vaccinations, and I saw uh, oh, who's the quarterback for the Vikings, um, who said he he he's, was immunized, and then he said no, I lied. Yeah, what the camera name? Um, any rate, that's all back in the news, and now I even on Fox News are saying, well, the the vaccine doesn't work. Now we know it doesn't work. You can still get the virus. Yeah, but the idea is that you don't go in the hospital or die from the virus. So if you have the vaccine, you've got some protection. At any rate, now China has 20% youth unemployment. So the kids between, uh, I don't know, 16 and 23 or 4, they have almost 20% unemployment, Ken. That's 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 the recipe for a revolt. Well, that's, at least a lot of trouble, that's for sure. And that's that's almost doubled or more than doubled since January of 2018. Of course, some of that is the, the virus, but... Uh, uh, because they locked everything down. And, and, of course, that's hurt our supply chain, too, because we can't get goods and products. Uh, not only can we not get them shipped out of Long Beach uh, over to the East Coast, but we also can't even get some of the materials from China over to here because people aren't working. So, at any rate, that's a big problem for them. And this is part of their zero COVID policy, which has impacted uh, air travel between our countries. You know, they they stopped a lot of our airlines uh, from coming in because uh, they didn't like our, our our policy of taking off masks and all that. Well, guess what we did last week? We stopped about 20 of their flights <laughs> from coming in. Uh, kind of quietly, you know, you don't hear about a lot of this because the press would rather bash Donald Trump than give you any kind of news about what's going on in the world. Yeah, I didn't hear that at all. That would you, you would think that would have made the news, Doc. Yeah, and, uh, you know, but Dr. Bill's here to take take up where the where the left-wing press has left off and give you the the other side of the story as uh, the rest of the story is as um paul harvey used to say and now for the rest of the story boy i miss his voice don't you yeah we are aging ourselves now pal (laughs) i'm telling you um so at any rate we've got that going on in china and then uh uh did you hear that the Solomon Islands refused to let two U.S. Coast Guard cutters come in and fuel up? No. Why? What's wrong with the Solomons now? 
they made a deal with China and part of the deal and they get some financial help and, you know, get, get some infrastructure and port building. And uh, part of the deal was that uh, they wouldn't let any other military vessels come in and fuel other than Chinese. How about that? <laughs> so you think we're winning the war in the Pacific, guy? <laughs> I believe um, we lost a few guys trying to take the Solomons, didn't we? Yes, we did. I thought so. And uh, now we're back at it again. I don't know. I don't know what to think, Ken. Well, I, don't, I hope we don't have to take it again. Yeah, we suspended uh, China flights over COVID-19 regulations, and this is August 26th. This is from, uh, uh, what's this from? I think it's from uh, Associated Press. Or well, Reuters. Well, so that's a good now, thing. Yes, yes and no. I mean, we, we, we don't want to stop uh, trade and intercourse between our countries because, of course, that's, that's what helps us continue to grow, uh, not only economically, but uh, uh, technologically, uh, mechanically. I mean, a, you know, a lot of what we produce, a lot of what we do, uh, and the same with China, relies upon our interaction with each other to provide goods and services and technology and uh, you know, you, you think about the chip industry, the Chinese are way behind on the chip industry. And we're, uh, believe it or not, even though you don't hear this, we are probably the world's leading chip manufacturer, but we do the higher end chips. And uh, so the lower end chips that go into cars and, and uh, Game Boys and all that, those are made overseas, but that's the larger part of the consumer market for <clears throat> most Americans. Is, is that the, ta- twi- uh, the uh, Taiwan market? Taiwan and South Korea, uh, the United States, uh, uh, the Germans produce chips. Um, you know, there's several countries that are big in the chip industry, and uh, Taiwan is certainly up there. And we don't want to see that go away. And if if the Chinese, if they take over Taiwan, guess what? Well, they, they get got, the chips. <laughs> they got the chips, baby. Yeah. They got all the chips. And, you know, if you're at the poker table and you don't have any chips, guess what? <laughs> you lose. <laughs> you lose. You're out. <laughs> you got to go back to your room and you're not going to get comped either. Yeah, that would be quite a coup for them. That would give them manufacturing facilities state of the art, you know. Well, you know, and, and Congress did pass a bill uh, recently, which is pumping a lot of money into the chip industry for the infrastructure over the uh, objection of the Republicans who said you should let the free market and the uh, the private uh, sector take care of this and not the federal government. But of course, uh, if you're trying to get votes uh, at the midterm, you better start giving away some money. I, I told you in Kentucky what they do, didn't I? What they do in Kentucky? 90 of 120 counties when I, grew up, when I, when I was growing up in Kentucky were dry. That meant uh, that you could not sell alcohol and you couldn't drink in public. So the county next to it, or the county that was surrounded by, uh, one wet county that was surrounded by a bunch of dry counties, uh, they would give people 20 bucks in a, in a pint of moonshine to, to vote to keep the county dry. <laughs> so, so the bootleggers and the moonshiners could keep making money in the, in the county that was wet. I love it, Ken. I love it. The ingenuity of it is just It's beautiful, yeah. Beautiful. Now, you know how bootlegging started in this country. Uh, That I don't, no. The Whiskey Rebellion in the 1790s, uh, Congress passed the first tax, which was on whiskey. And so a lot of the Hill people up in Pennsylvania and and, uh, Virginia and Kentucky, 
they had been making their own booze and selling it to their neighbors for, you know, 200 years. And uh, all of a sudden, there's a tax on it. And there's a tax man. He's coming around and saying, look, if you're going to make liquor, I got a tax on that. And I got to put a stamp on your on your bottles. And they said, you're not doing that to us. That's why we broke away from England. So we could drink our liquor with no taxation. And uh, <clears throat> so there was the Whiskey Rebellion, which General Washington, who was all then president, he and Alexander Hamilton mounted up. They put on their dusted off their old uh, Revolutionary War uniforms, took a couple thousand men out to Pennsylvania, rounded up all the uh, leaders. And uh, the head guy they arrested, um, they, the rest of them, they ran them off and gave him a hard time. And and Washington said he was going to hang this guy for uh, rebellion and treason. They actually killed a, a revenuer out there, a federal agent. And so uh, he brought him back. But after a couple of years, Washington uh, pardoned him and let him go. But it, it was a fascinating time in our history. The first tax that we had was on whiskey. And so after that, all them boys out in the Pennsylvania and Virginia and Kentucky and Tennessee Hills, they said, to hell with you guys. We're going to make our own liquor, and we ain't going to tell you about it. And that's how bootlegging and moonshining started. At All right. <laughs> how about that? I didn't know any of that. Yeah, oh, 26 inbound flights are being suspended. Uh, are these passenger flights or cargo yeah, flights? Just yeah, they're passing. Well, passenger. I'm sure there's there's goods that come in on that, too. But, oh, yeah. Um, so uh, we're getting even with the Chinese by shooting ourselves in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> What else is new? And they're getting back at us by doing the same. Yeah. <laughs> they're locking down over there. They, you know, you, and you know, people they just take it as a as a as a a, a day daily activity of life. So, like my friend Sophie Ma, who's uh, uh, the pathologist at the hospital, she was in China, grew up there until she was seven or eight, and then came over here. So her grandparents are still there, and she's talking to them once a week. They had to go down and get in line and get tested for COVID. They still have to do that. They get their nose. And in uh, Kent, she says, and they act like, well, it's no big deal. It's, I mean, it's just what we do. The way of life is just your routine. It's the way of life. Right. And so you can condition people to do just about anything, whether it's uh, uh, mass murdering uh, a subpopulation like the Jews in Germany or, or lining up to get vaccinated or getting their nose swabbed or uh, not being allowed to do this or that. And you just take it away. I mean, you know. What's the difference? You create fear, and then you can pretty much do what you want. Yeah, I mean, once you're in control, and you've you've uh, first, you got to disarm everybody. So that if you can disarm the country, then you you got a lot better shot at taking over. Then you got to creep up with a, those socialist promises, and that doesn't work. I mean, it, it 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 works if you want control and power, but it doesn't work if you want a healthy, prosperous country and population. And that's that's my soapbox for the day, Ken. Forty-five seconds left, and I want everybody to think about uh, Dr. Bill. And and we've got the COVID vaccine, by the way, and we've got the uh, uh, we've got the the immunizations, and we've got the testing, and we got it all right here in River City. Or no, we're not on a river. We're in we're, this is Bay City, isn't it? I think we're on the bay, so we're at. 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. I don't know about you guys, but I had a ball today. This has been a fun show, Ken. Love you guys. I appreciate you. How much time we got? Five seconds, Doc. 
I am out of here. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.